You are listening to the Therefore I Geek podcast, episode 96. Hi everybody, and welcome to Therefore I Geek. I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. I'm Dude. And it is New Year's Eve. It is New Year's Eve. We seem to record this one on New Year's Eve, because this is in fact our year in review for 2016. And Yay! It- I mean, yeah, the 2016's ending. It's been an interesting year. Oh Lord, we have we still have 12 hours left, 11 and a half hours left. Don't don't say anything. Knock on wood. Whoever came up, whoever came up with this, like, oh my God, 2016, look what you're doing, needs to be punched directly in their respective genitals. I am so sick of that shit. It is it's <laughs> it's so dumb, and it caught on, and everyone started doing it like they were funny, and then I wanted them to be punched in their respective genitals. Whichever, whether you were man, woman, or trans, whatever genitals you have, you <laughs> need to be punched in, because I'm tired of it. It's stupid. I actually That's had what... a great year. Yeah, so... I did too. Yeah, the, wor- no. the world is always getting better, and it's like, oh god, 2016, shut up. You need to be punched in your genitals. That's I off. just feel like We're if you if you here. we are. I always feel as though if you start if you if you speak about how awful a thing is or how good it is, you get that back. It sort of it it changes the way you think about things. So if you walk around for the last four months of this year talking about how awful 2016 is, you're not going to do anything cool. You're not going to. You're probably going to get depressed at least a little bit. Like you're just going to ruin it for yourself for those last few months. I had a great year. I I re- it was a banner year for me. So no, yeah, I, I had a pretty good year. I was pretty pretty like yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, me too. So yeah, you got married. I did. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> the rest of us sort of pale in comparison. No, I mean, depending, I mean, on, depending on your perspective of marriage. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say for dude, not getting married is a, every year is a win. Every year is a win. <laughs> good like, point. No, no one's pregnant with my kid. I'm not married. I'm not in jail. This is a good year. Yeah, I was really, you know, <laughs> I'm employed. The, this is a good year. The year dude wakes up drunk in Vegas in a wedding chapel. That's going to be a really bad year for him. Oh my god, I can't oh, yeah. wait to see that. <laughs> we all know it's going to happen eventually. It'll, it'll probably yeah. be. I don't know. It'll probably be followed by the jail sentence. Yeah, it'll probably be Tracy's. <laughs> it'll fault. all happen in what? It will be my fault. I will totally set that whole thing up. I have no shame. It's fine. <laughs> Hashtag, yeah, it was a good hashtag year. dudes it, wrong. That's like the ultimate. That's like the ultimate victory right there. It'll just be a, a a meme type photo, kind of like him with the popcorn on election night, but it'll be <laughs> him like sort of leaning on some chick at the altar. Oh, I'm Tracy with popcorn. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll be sitting in the front row, like I'm the witness. It's fine. Oh, that'll like, be oh, good. So good. <laughs> so traditionally, Tracy and I will go ahead and start off uh, by discussing our New Year's resolutions. Uh, Tracy doesn't remember what hers were from last year, so we'll go ahead and skip last year's. Oh. Although I'll be honest, I was actually moderately successful on mine. Not, You're always not... moderately successful on yours. That's what. Oh no, me. I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Last year's was <laughs> fucking abysmal. <laughs> La- last year, no, like 2015, I got fatter and didn't read X Men. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, it was bad. <laughs> That's like the exact opposite of how geeks are supposed to get fatter and read X Men. That's how it goes. Right. No. Yeah, that didn't work. No, out you at just all. did the fat part. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was delicious, but you know, there, there are all those people out there who are like, I don't understand how I got so big. I, just, I eat like a bird. And I'm sitting here going, I know exactly how I got the way I am. I fucking love cheeseburgers. And they, they are delicious. Psycho? Don't they watch Psycho? Birds eat a lot. That's what fucking Norman Bates told her. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Tracy, what are your New Year's resolutions for, for 2017? You told me I would have the entire podcast to come up with this. No, I had. You, I told no. I told you what are you looking forward to in 2017? You had the entire podcast. Dang it! Dang. You it. said you okay. were ready for. If, if you're not now, take a minute to think. I'll talk then. Okay, you start. All right. So this this year, I have come to realize, in part because I am fat, I really need to re- reduce my sugar intake. I'm you know I'm overweight and I have quite the sweet tooth and I'm afraid of needles, so diabetes would be a bad thing. Oh. Yeah. You're, gonna wind up like, you're just going to wind up like my friend Bill. Every two weeks on Facebook, he's like, I'm going to the hospital. Here's the here's the number to the room I'll be in. No, I'm not going to be like Bill. <laughs> poor guy. A lot of things would have to happen for me to be anywhere near as unhealthy as, as poor Bill. <laughs> you better start working on it right now. Why do you think I'm reducing the sugar intake? Start. Start. So I got that second thing, kind of a continuation from last year, is to continue organizing the house. I got off to a good start at the beginning of the year. We did pretty well after after the wedding, kind of getting rid of stuff, purging old stuff for new stuff. And then we had to clear out Becky's house because we were renting it and we got had to get the last of her stuff. And we're just now finally like getting through that stuff. So 
every now and then you see a hand rising above the rubble and waving. Right. Now, <laughs> actually, this last week we've made a, uh, quite a bit of progress. Spider has disappeared. So is Boston. We don't know where they are. Bark. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> bark so we can find you. Yeah. And then the uh, the last one I've got is to to read and watch more anime and manga. Mm. I've, I've got a fair amount, not like a ton, but I've got like, you know, maybe a half dozen books and like six or seven different series that I've been meaning to watch and just never have. So I kind of want to just knock those out this year. Yuri on Ice. So all, you need to, all you need, Yuri on Ice. That's the, that's the main, that's the anime Donnell was watching for like nonstop the last two weeks. Like, Yuri on Ice. I, I was like, is that one of Jess's Jess uh, Yaoi? Close. Right. Yaoi actually, I think, has to have sex in it. This one's like Yaoi without the sex. I mean, we're... But it's super gay. <laughs> super, super gay. Don't, don't let that confuse you. Super gay. No, I've, I've got, I've got, you know, things that are, are less so like... You know, Gundam and yeah, Samurai Seven. Never see says Samurai Champloon. I have not. Same guy from uh, same guy K who did Cowboy Bebop. Oh, nice. Very very cool. I've actually actually I also have all of Afro Samurai. Yeah, it was a show in a in a movie, right? Yep. It was like six seven episodes of a show and then one movie. Yeah, yeah. I've got Afro Samurai and and Samurai Seven, which is the the anime version of. Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. That took me actually a while to re- re- to reclaim from Kyle. Like he borrowed that <laughs> he borrowed that one time when he was going out on the ship, and then I think about two years later we realized that he had my copy of it still. Are, are you ready, Tracy? Okay, I'm ready. Fine. So much like you, I have a problem with size, and mine is not. Well, I do love cheeseburgers, but it's not so much that. <laughs> it's like that I with, I got a problem with size. I just. <laughs> Isolate that one for our new introduction. I just I have a problem with size. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's this. You know, I'm gonna leave that one all else. All right. Um. But I hate sweating. I hate sweating. You guys don't even understand how little I like to. I, I hate it. So I hate exercise. Right. So I I just signed up for yoga classes. So we'll see where that hot goes. Yoga. It is hot yoga. Actually, they don't call it that anymore. They call it something else. And the woman goes, "Have you ever heard of this word?" And I'm like. No. She goes, well, it's where the room is warm. And I'm like, so hot yoga? Like, we've been calling it that for decades. Why are we changing it? <laughs> anyway, um, the other thing is that over the last year, I've done a million things. My, my life has been, while it was a great year, it was a lot of moving around. It was a lot of change. There was a lot of new stuff um, that happened. And so my personal life and trying to get that back in order sort of took over. I'd like to get back into the real world a little bit. I haven't followed any news stories. I, you know, I sit down with my friends who are still in research and they, they talk about these topics and I am absolutely not up to date on so many international relations topics that, and that bothers me. So I'd like to get back into research. Um, I have a subscription to foreign affairs, so I'm going to be doing a lot more reading on that front. And I'd also like to cut back on Netflix and start getting outside a little bit more. <laughs> um, I think Netflix is the is the reason I didn't read. I, I did read a lot more this coming year, which I believe was one of my resolutions. It's pretty much my one of my resolutions every year is to read more. I think I read about 35 books this year. But I think I sit down, like I just watched three seasons of Penny Dreadful right in a row. I think it took me a week. I got through them. So that's probably a little more binging on uh, visual media than I want to do in the future. So hopefully I'll cut back on that a little. I, I, I can imagine Tracy losing, trying to lose weight. And because she doesn't like to sweat, all that happens is her boobs reduce in size. And that's God it. damn it. That's what always fucking happens. It's just, just so her, annoying. It's just her boobs just shrink down. Yeah. And I'm She's like, like, it's like, I lost 30 pounds. I don't look any different, but my boobs are a lot smaller. <laughs> Yeah, I've also thought about taking up swimming because I feel like you sweat, but you know, like there's water, so you don't really notice. So we'll think about that one too. But I'm not, I'm not trying to take on too much this year. Don't, don't think about that on. one too hard, though. I don't know how Tra- Tracy just reads 35 books. I don't even know how you remember that you read them, much less you remember what's in them. I have to like take notes as I'm reading, so I know what the hell happened in them. Do you? Well, ever- but that's the difference between how you guys watch movies. Like you guys watch movies, and you have every detail, and they, like you're quoting and shit. And I'm like. I have to watch this movie three times before I fully take in every, like you're seeing stuff in the background and I'm like, I'm just following, you know, the plot of the movie and seeing how I feel, but, in, but give me a book and I've got like ridiculous detail. I don't know. It's weird. Do you remember when we tried to like test Kyle's memory? Cause Kyle reads at an offensive speed. It really is. Like yeah. He can crank through a 400 page book in five to six hours. Mm hmm. Like the Kindle is one of the best inventions for that man because he used to bring 30, 
30 books with him on the ship and he'd be done in a month and have nothing else to read for three months. Right. Yeah. He, and like, I, yeah, remember, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how you do it. No, but like, I remember like you and I were like, all right, let's, let's see like how much he actually re- recalls from reading that fast. And there was a book like all three of us had read and you and I just are kind of like quietly poking questions at him and he just doesn't miss a one. We're yeah. like, God damn it. No, it's, it's, you I'm, fucker. I'm more, I'm more jealous of people who can read well because I, I try and practice at it and I still suck. Right. I have like notes. I have like thick notes on the books that I do read. I have posted stuck in them on every chapter so I can remember what the hell happened to them. Because if I read the little keyword, I'm like, oh, yeah, here's what happened. And I can go through the whole litany of things but if i if i if you don't if you put like uh, that's why i failed almost every english class in high school it's like remember when this happened no you read the book did yes well, you should remember but i don't <laughs> <laughs> i remember like a teacher test me she's like here you need to read a couple pages before you leave class today and i'm like all right and i read i read them and she's like all right what happened she gives me a question like I don't remember. It's like you just read it, I know. I don't remember that part. It's like where where is it in the book? She like points it out. I'm like, I guess I guess I'm not leaving today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> One of those things where you have to write it 150 times on the board. Yep. What are your resolutions, dude? Do you have any? Do you ever make resolutions? You not seem really. like the guy that is like no resolutions ever. Not really. I don't put that much thought into it. I did want to work out a lot more this year, and I did. I, I kind of held that over from last year, st- uh, you know, kept healthy. I will say, like, the last three months, I was like, I'm tired of working out. <laughs> and I just kind of stopped. And I picked it back up because I like I like weightlifting. I like doing it at home. So that, that's that been a lot of fun. That's why I tell people, you want to work out, I think weightlifting is, is the way to go. I think it's, just, it's a lot of fun. Some people find it really boring and like to do cardio. I don't like cardio because I don't like breathing heavy. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I just like, feel, when I do cardio, you feel like you've, like, you're so drained and you feel lame because you can't do anything. When you when you lift weights, you're like, I'm lifting heavy shit. I can do this, right? You do, <laughs> and you can feel the progress, right? You can feel it and you can see it more. I, I, so I, I, I want to get back into that. Just get my discipline back with, with working out. You know, what you, um, need, you know what you need to do? Go watch Batman yeah. versus Superman again. Yeah. And just watch Ben Affleck's lats. Ben Affleck's lats. <laughs> that was a highlight of this year was Ben Affleck's lats. Ugh, I don't even like Ben Affleck, but that dude, he, I mean, he, he's like, you could flap. You get some, get some hair. <laughs> your shoulders back and forth. Human but, glider. Yeah, he was ridiculous. Oh, where was it? Where was it going with that next? Yeah, so I was, so working out's been, been good. I had a I had a magic show for an entire year at at a, at a regular venue. I mean, oh, that's cool. uh, uh, so that was like every week on Thursday I did a show at this regular venue. We took a break at the end of the year. We're coming back uh, January fifth. So like that felt really good. Uh, I got kicked off a radio show. I got kicked off a college radio show this year. That was really fun. <laughs> why did okay wait? Why did you get kicked off though? I feel like I he's need himself. To know yeah, it's just because it's me. That was really yeah. So. My partner in the show, Baruch, thought I have thought I have interesting ideas that he wants to wanted to put on his college radio show, <laughs> and he was like, "Come on the radio show." So the first radio show I did was kind of like the same time you brought. Oh yeah, I started a podcast. I started. I was I was a guest. I started a new. Po- I was on a podcast this year. That was kind of interesting. And he brought me on. He's like, "You got some interesting things." So he brought me on to do the women in gaming thing on his on his on his show. And I guess the other dude was this like. He looked my age, so at first I thought he was my age. He turned out to be 22. So it's like when you're 22 and you look 30, you're already starting to bald. I guess you're already in a bad mood. And he just did not like me, like, at all. So I did two radio—I did two shows with him. We did a show on the Oscars. Oh, maybe this was 2015. I can't remember now. We, no, it was 2016. We did a show on the Oscars, and he just hated my guts. And he banned me from the studio through this other co-host. He banned me from the studio. Then he was like, you can call in, but you can't come up to the studio. So I called in because they were doing a free a free speech episode. And then, then he was mad that I called in. So I wasn't allowed to call in. Then I was allowed to call in again. Then I was allowed back in the studio. Then I was banned from the show entirely. Nice. That is quite a roller coaster. Yeah, he did. Nice that way guy, to start off the year, though. Oh, yeah, that guy did not, <laughs> did not like me. So that was that's kind of it on a personal level. I wish I could read like Tracy. I, I read a couple books this year. Yeah, a couple on Spartacus, a couple on Napoleon, a bunch of comics, reread Akira, all that kind of good stuff. Re-read, and then the last of the year was kind of absorbed into Orwell. Although I did get through a couple other non-Orwell books now that I think about it. But that was that was about it. 
Oh, yeah, 2016 was split for you between Napoleon and Orwell, which is very yeah. actually kind of an odd dichotomy. Oh no, it's super weird, but that it's perfect with what the hell I do. Is like they don't make any sense. They're not connected, but I find some way of like linking the two. We had neighbors come over, and I was like showing them the library, and I was like, "Yeah, so this is the nonfiction. This is this is history." And she looks at it and she goes, "There is a lot of war here. <laughs> There's a lot of war." I'm like, yeah, and a few Conan, and some Conan. There's Conan, Conan over here. That's right. I got really into Conan this year. Mm-hmm. All right, so we mentioned it for a moment here, but let's talk the the 2016 box office because this this was all over the place oh yeah i mean just kind of insanity i mean bo- movies we thought were gonna do well tanked movies oh, yeah, not we, movies that were crap did far better than they should have deserved yep so just looking at box office mojo here i cannot believe that the number one movie is a kid's movie no oh, i can absolutely on. believe every it. year yeah it's almost every year every year because the families pay first off ticket prices are huge yeah. families I, I don't yeah i didn't think about that you're you're paying for five people instead of yeah, for two four people. or five at a pop yeah. you're seeing it multiple times you're sometimes it's like a family outing with friends yeah and it's a pixar movie they do really well i mean like aside it's a from sequel, pixar movie but that's Sequels the thing is yeah terrible. yeah they're always terrible but they usually do make money though that's the thing is is we never tend to like them but they make a lot of money yeah and well, i guess that's why they keep making them even though it's yeah. annoying. Yeah, yeah it was, but so, so wrote an, art, an article about it. So looking at Box Office Mojo here, so top 10 films for domestic gross. It's Finding Dory, Captain America Civil War, Rogue One, Secret Life of Pets, Jungle Book, Deadpool, Zootopia, Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, and Doctor Strange. I am so oh. mad that Suicide Squad made number yeah, made it into the it top so 10. High? Well, I guess because there weren't as many DC movies this year. Um, and honestly, that's I think that's just because well, Rogue nice. One didn't have enough time. It, I think if if Rogue One had opened earlier in the year, and because it, it's still got numbers that won't that won't go up yet, you know well, what no, I mean? No, like I mean, Finding I mean, Dory is not in theaters anymore. So true. No, no. I mean, there's going to be a significant addition to that in 2017. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's already it's already had a decent drop off. So I mean, I think you know it'll push it'll push around like all all of a sudden it'll probably push around half a half a billion mm-hmm. do you think I it don't... would if 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 its whole runtime were in 2016 do you think it would edge out captain america and finding dory it would certainly edge out captain america if you look at the, yeah, if you look at the numbers it's only yeah, about it's 15 it's only about 15 million short of of captain america mm-hmm. and that's i mean that's just a good weekend mm-hmm. yeah that's true uh, even though captain america had a better opening actually had like probably the better opening of the best opening of the year um yeah although actually, su- although uh batman versus superman was not far behind it wasn't except for secret life of pets which is universal the top five are all disney movies we not, should mention De- not that, that there's an and not deadpool and not deadpool's s- number six i'm talking De- about the top five. Top five. Oh, top five yeah. finding dory captain america rogue one and the jungle book I mean that's what happens. That's what Disney. happens when Disney buys Marvel and buys Lucasfilm. Well, Lucasfilm, Lu- yeah, Lucasfilm, Lucas yeah, yeah, and oh. owns Pixar. Yeah, and has wait, and Lucasfilms also owns um, what's his face? Indy. Right, it's Lucasfilm. It's Lucasfilm. Wow. Yeah. So, so if you look at it, it's um, in the top of the top ten. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, and then a few below it. So you have to. I was actually there's an article out on this, and I I'll, we have to hunt it down. Disney Studios passed $7 billion profit this past year. It was the first studio to ever do it. And I think I saw it somewhere. Maybe I might even know about it on Drudge. That's huge because they own and run Lucasfilms, Pixar, Marvel, and they have their own studio, right? They have their own their own production house. So that's yeah. where things like Zootopia and Jungle Book came from. It was like their own in-house stuff. And then their extra, you know, subsidiaries are all doing well. Like, yeah, they are unstoppable. They had such a good year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, they are swinging for the fences with almost every movie they make. Yeah, if you, and, if and you look at the... Uh, if you look at the worldwide grosses, they don't do quite as well. Uh, Universal and Warner Brothers have a few more in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple, like Doctor Strange gets knocked out the gets knocked out of the bottom on worldwide grosses. Uh but yeah, I mean they do spectacularly well. I mean the first they they have the number one through four international like worldwide grosses, and basically each of them is a billion dollar film. Yeah, and I that remember when they but... bought Lucas Films, it was like, oh wow, they overspent. What are they thinking? They've made their money back already, basically. Yeah, yeah, they've On already done it. Yeah, they've already done it, and they've, we've got one a year for the next couple of years expected. 
And it, the, the cool thing is, is they can afford to have good creative teams as well because they're making so much money, which I think is only a good thing because they, I mean, they know how to market for sure. And these yeah. have been most, for the most part, watchable movies. I mean, maybe not the greatest, greatest movies. I mean, there were some slow parts in Civil War, but definitely watchable, especially compared to like Suicide Squad. You know, when you make seven billion dollars, I don't think anyone's opinion matters other than how much they've paid, how much they've paid to see your movies. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like what I what I think about their stuff doesn't make doesn't matter anymore. It, it's funny. I was talking to my father in law probably about a year ago, and he was saying, you know, back when Disney bought the Muppets, he was thinking, oh, this is going to be huge, and then he was like, I had no idea what was coming. Mm-hmm. He's like, I mean, compare compare in comparison to what they have purchased in the last decade, mm-hmm. the Muppets are non-existent. No, that was just kind of uh, we wanted to own the Muppets because screw Jim Henson, he wouldn't sell back then. Well, I mean, I mean that was all, yeah, that was back in the day too. I mean, that was probably what twenty years before before. Bob oh no, up. it was it, no, it was, it was many many years later. But I I always felt that it was like a ha, take that Jim Henson, we got the Muppets. Oh yeah, it's like that SNL cost uh, cartoon where they they're going through like the Disney vaults and they find Jim Henson. He's like, what's Jim Henson doing here? And Mickey Mouse is like, he wouldn't sell. He wouldn't sell. <laughs> nice. Well, I want to talk about like some of the box office flops because we we went through. I mean, unless you got anything to add on 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 this big is... heads. No, but well, I, yeah, I, I thought we other than thought... Suicide Squad being number nine. What the hell is wrong with people? Yeah, so that was a, a one. That was one hell of a marketing push, though. I'll, I'll give them that much. But good God, I I like that the flops here are pretty impressive. Uh, ben Hur, BFG, Gods of Egypt. Whoever remembers that one from early? No, in the I year. had forgotten that came out. Uh, Huntsman, Winter's War. Who? Why? Who wanted that movie? No, no one wanted that movie. And then he had a couple ones like The Finest Hour, which was about that Coast Guard. And that was actually a Disney movie where they were like, whoops, we screwed up on that one. Yeah. Uh, Ninja Turtles. But it, I want to talk about the one that I got super wrong. We talk about like predictions on 2016. Man, did I get Ghostbusters wrong. Yeah. Man, I, yeah, I thought that was going to be a big hit. And there was so much controversy built around it. Like, oh, an all-female Ghostbusters cast and... People were like, that's a stupid idea. And they were like, you're sexist. And people were like, no, we're not. We just hate girls. I mean, we don't like remakes. And and then it was <laughs> it was like this whole thing. It was like back and forth. And, you know, me, I thought the whole idea of remaking it was stupid to begin with, right? With or without women. It was a, it was a dumb idea. You shouldn't have done it. I would They wouldn't have been much better off just remaking it with the same, if they were going to remake it, remake it with the same characters. Don't give us new characters. That was such a bad idea. And they, they the losses on that movie were about seventy million. Uh, although some people are saying the hit was closer to fifty million. So fifty to seventy million dollar loss on that movie. That's how wrong I was. I thought we were it was gonna be a hit. It was gonna get sequels. We we're gonna get a TV show and a cartoon. We ain't got none of that. That movie is officially a failure. And I was super wrong about it. I mean, I'm kind of surprised at some of these. Uh, Sorry, go there, ahead. There, there are some. There are some ones on here that are going to lose some people some serious hardcore money. Assassin's Creed. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's only. I, admittedly, it's only been out for a little while, but it's at 34 million with a 125 million dollar budget. Yep. Uh, Warcraft. What was the budget on that one? Warcraft. The budget was 160. And it's grossed 47. Well, that was one of those things where the the Chinese market saved its ass. That's, they, yeah, they, that's true. They, they, yeah. they did not operate at a loss. I think everything on this Hollywood Reporter list are, are bombs because they they were there was a loss. Holy crap! So I'm hey, so looking at Box Office Mojo. Warcraft is 15, 15th international, and they right. they break down the percentages by domestic and international. Ten point nine percent of the grosses are domestic. Eighty nine point one percent international. Yep. Holy most of that is China. Crap. We've talked, that's been a recurring theme this year on the podcast was the international market and specifically China and its effect on the American market and how it's changing the way Americans are making movies. And I am very curious to see how the Great Wall plays out if this was a gamble that yeah. pays off for both studios. This is the one with, with Matt Damon and... But with a primarily Chinese cast, correct? You know, you know yeah. So, so looking at the looking at the internet, the international box office, I mean, yeah, the international on all of them, on like all, all of the top 10 tallies high, like higher than the domestic for obvious reasons because you know it's a 
physically a much larger market. Mm. But the only one that really is like significantly out of whack is Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. So the top mm-hmm. ten are still are you know the bread and butter is still I think the domestic market. Sure, no, there's no doubt about that. But the winds are definitely changing, and we saw a couple times this year where foreign markets save movies from being failures or or, or having losses. So a good example is is one was Warcraft. Another is like Now You See Me Two. Like we completely forgot about that movie. The reason why Now You See Me Two was made was because of Now You See Me One was popular in the foreign market. And now you've got this movie, Great Wall, which is a partnership between a Chinese a studio. studio and a legendary, or, or is it Lionsgate? With the whole point, yeah, probably Lionsgate. It's like Lionsgate's always like, you got cheap crap, we can make it, and it's you know, and we, it we sometimes pans out. I mean, Lionsgate, sometimes it pans. It works out yeah. for them. They just they just kind of have that. We're gonna make a bunch of really cheap movies, and I'm just curious how that's gonna play out in the future. How that's if that's going to fail in both markets or succeed or who knows what, I, I have no idea, but it'll be, it'll be really interesting. I know that when that movie's trailer dropped and people weren't sure what was going on, they're like, Oh, they're whitewashing another role. What's my Damon is like, no, you don't get it. This was written to have white folks and Chinese folks in the same movie. It was yeah. specifically written for that. Yeah. Perfect. Um, well, guys, like, what get used to it? We're going to see more of these. We've been talking about what other people pick. What are your top three movies this year? Dude, you start. Oh, so this was a down year. Like last year, I could have, it was easy, right? It was like Sicario, Hateful Eight, and something else. I don't remember, right? Spotlight. But like, yeah, it was, yeah, I said, yeah, Spotlight. So like, it was really easy. This year is a little tough. I, I really like Nice Guys, was one movie that I really, really, really enjoyed. And then towards the end of the year, there were a couple movies that I did really like. Like Manchester by the Sea was very good. Um, trying to think of a few others. It was. It I remember was, you really liking Sausage Party at the time, but I don't know if you think of that Sausage as like Party one of your favorites. I don't know if I call it fair, but there were ones that I enjoyed. I think the top movie of the year for me was still Nice Guys. I'd have to like look at a couple lists here just to kind of refresh my memory of what I saw. But I really, for me, the Shane Black movie with oh shoot, now I'm blanking on his name. Ryan Gosling is is probably my favorite movie of the year. Is that the La La Land? No, La La Land is out right now with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Nice Guys is the Shane Black movie from about the middle of the year with uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. And one's a PI and others are kind of like... Oh, right, right, right. I Now I remember that. It's like very neo-noir kind of plot. And it was, it was really... It was really something. It was fun. It was entertaining. It had, um, you know, ac- quality action, quality writing, all that kind of good stuff. I also say Hacksaw Ridge was pretty good. And I got to give Mel Gibson a lot of credit because we just talked about how these movies have these giant budgets, hundred and something million dollar budgets like Assassin's Creed was, was, a, was a crazy high number. You look at like Hacksaw Ridge, it was only like a 40, 50 million dollar movie. It, it grossed like 130 something. So it did pretty good domestically. It's like make make more of those. You know, do, do 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 that. There were a lot of letdowns. I mean, like I know a lot of people loved The Green Room. I thought that was a letdown. Don't Breathe, like another kind of suspense horror film, not very good. I did like Bad Moms. Sully was all right. Uh, Sensual Intelligence was okay. uh, Kung Fu Panda, I cried like a bitch, like a giant bitch. The whole movie was just crying because Kung Fu Panda makes me cry all the time. All the time. Just cry. True true story. True, all the time. Just watch Kung Fu Panda, just cry. Try to think of something. I uh, love that I know this now. That is oh, yeah, fantastic. No. All the time. Oh my gosh. Cry. Try. I was. Just, I had another one. I was just gonna mention. Oh, Hail Caesar, a movie that I saw, didn't really care for the first time I saw it, and then as I thought about it, I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. That was all right. Uh, that was really about it. Like I said, this was kind of a down year. I didn't really. Yeah. Wasn't anything that was like really stood out to me. Like, oh, this is great. War what Dogs. Was good. I was, I was, uh, yeah. Let's see. Top yeah. top three. As as uh, like looking at the list. I would, I'd have to, Deadpool's definitely on there. Mm-hmm. And it, it terrifies me to say that because I really don't like the comic character, but I've just, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Yeah. Hail Caesar's definitely on there. Mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of fun with that movie. There's just it, parts of that are so ridiculous. <laughs> the, you gotta, you gotta George love Clooney like playing how, the idiot. But you gotta uh, love how they make fun of communists in like oh, the yeah. best way possible. And I was like, we don't do that enough. Well, they're just how silly they are and how silly they sound, and the Coen brothers do it so well. That I mean, I love the 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 guy from from Numbers who's yes. just like who's basically just like revolt. Yeah, right. 
He's like, don't you get it? It's obvious. <laughs> That's a typical communist. Yeah. As a third one, there's a couple of that, that, I mean, I'm having a hard time just because there's a few that I'm like, yeah, I enjoyed it, but I don't know. I would call it a, like a standout. No, that's things that weren't standouts. This yeah, the, were like the third one, I'd, I'd probably it'd be a toss up between Captain America and Star Wars. Like neither of them are like, oh my god, it's amazing, but like mm-hmm. I enjoyed both of them. So damn it, my list is going to be exactly like your two lists. Damn it. Well, um, I mean, I, how could be that? How could that be? Our lists are very different. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I mean, like Hail Caesar's on my list as well. Um, probably the. And actually, I didn't see that in theaters. I saw that on a transatlantic flight, but mm-hmm. it was hilarious. And I'm pretty sure that the poor um, poor woman next to me was, was kind of annoyed because I was giggling constantly. But um, Civil War, Deadpool's definitely on there so much so that I, I bought it right after it came out on Blu-ray. And then um, I think I'm going to stick Doctor Strange in there, but not but it's hard to do that and not rogue one i don't know i don't know yeah you're right there weren't a ton of standout movies although i did leave i was pretty stoked after i left the theater after civil war so that definitely has to make it on there i I would say Um, there's a number of films that like all kind of hit the same middle of the road yeah it was enjoyable kind of position Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that was kind of it like even like the small i like the witch i really enjoyed the witch even though i think a lot of people didn't like it uh, the biopic of Snowden and even the Free State of Jones, I kind of liked, even though those didn't really get huge play. But it was one of those things like, yeah, I kind of liked it. It was all right. What was that one that you said I should watch? Assembly, Ascension, uh, uh, something. Arrival. Arrival. Arrival, that's what it is. Which I haven't seen lot, that, but a lot of people really liked it. A lot of people really like it, and I don't get it. I'm <laughs> just like, it's really boring. I kind of yeah. like Passengers better as far as like science fiction is concerned, but nobody seems to like Passengers. Like, I was like, right. I kind of enjoyed it, but I don't know what people, I mean, like, the critics kind of like took a poop on it. Poopies, poopies. And I didn't see Fences yet. I, ha- I want to see Fences. It came out a couple days ago. And that's the I one s- with Viola Davis and. Uh, it's the, it's the adaptation wanna, of the August Wilson play. I want to. Yeah, I've I, seen performed. It's very good. But oh, I, I couldn't I wanna stand see. the. Sh- I couldn't stand the play. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, it's I kind of like a I, I've black seen it. postman or a, a black uh, death of a salesman. I mean, like I've I've everything I've seen. Every time I've seen it performed, I've seen it's been well performed. I just mm-hmm. think it's a lot of. Cra- I think just the the point of the show is a lot of crap. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's to me. I was like, whoa, this just makes sense. Everything makes sense. This guy is oh, an ass. Also, I, I just I, I take issue with the with the writer August Wilson. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a little over the top, but I mean, I got to give him a lot of credit. His, his the pit. This is part of his Pittsburgh cycle, right? Which basically he wrote a play about Black Americans in Pittsburgh for every decade of the 20th century. Right. So each play is about like that specific decade. So Fences, I think, is the 30s. No, Fences say, is the, the 60s. The 50s. 60s okay it, it's and after then, like, it's no no 50s because it's jackie robinson okay so there's the 50s and then i guess then the piano is the 30s and there's a whole bunch of them yeah but uh, for me it was very reminiscent of death of a salesman so i would say check it out although i i haven't did seen they, the movie yet i mean I'm, did I'm, they film it on location anybody know i'm curious I, I, because I, yeah. kurt's from pittsburgh so that might be something for us to check out well they do film like a lot of stuff in pittsburgh like that's one of that's one of those cities where they like to go film so m- maybe i don't i don't i don't yeah. know like back Batman they filmed in Pittsburgh. That was that Pittsburgh doubled as as Gotham. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'd be curious to see just because I think I think the act the actors in it are going to put out put on a standout performance. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, this was really like a, let's get Viola Davis an Oscar nod. Yeah, because she's both of them have done this on Broadway before, so there. This is one of those things like, hey, let's make a movie. Out yeah, of this. Well, I mean, it's Viola Davis and, and Denzel Washington. Like you, you've got a hard time going wrong with that combination. It's yeah, well, yeah. I said hard time. Don't. It's not impossible. Yeah. Um, so, so talk, we were we obviously talking about a couple of particular celebrities, but you know, 2016 has had a, a fair amount of, of deaths involved specifically in the geek culture. Although looking at, at, at a list of like who, who died and what, you know, what they were involved in. I actually think this is a, a far worse year for music yep, than absolutely. anything else. There were a lot of old school musicians that, that passed. So, but I mean, just just kind of a running list that I had of of people who are typically con- involved or considered part of geek culture. So David Bowie, Alan Rickman, mm-hmm. Eric Bowersfield, 
Feld, who played Admiral Akbar, Anton Yelchin, uh, yep. Noel Neal, who was Lois Lane from the old Superman serials, Barry Jenner, who was Admiral Ross on Deep Space Nine, Kenny Baker, Gene Wilder, Steve Dillon, Darwin Cook, Ron Glass, and Carrie Fisher. And there's some big Thanks. names in this one. Yeah, there are. And I mean, you know, like some of them you talked about, I mean, some of these had significant drug use, like Bowie and Carrie Fisher and, you know, but like Anton Yelchin. And, and their only regret is they weren't using drugs right before they died. Right. And, like, some of them, and some of them were just, some of them are, are were also older. I mean, Kenny Baker, Gene Wilder. Alan Rickman is actually significantly older than I thought he was. Yep. He was into his 70s. Um, but then you've got some like, both Darwin Cook and Steve Dillon were, were young. Anton Yelchin obviously was a very surprising, uh, surprising and, one. And really tragic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so th- there there have been some some surprises. And, you know, it, it it's an un- unfortunate year, but I mean, people die. It, it's the unfortunate yeah. part to th- say. Father Time is undefeated. Every, and every... a lot of those guys were started at the beginning of of the real heyday of celebrities. I mean, yeah, there were celebrities prior to that, but there wasn't the the panoply, if you will, of of celebrities that we knew and we thought about re- regularly. They started appearing on television. You were seeing them in um, all kinds of you know, uh, gossip rags, that kind of thing. So we felt more personally attached, I think, in in this generation that's starting to leave us. So I think that's why we're starting to notice it more. It's I, not that I don't this know hasn't about, happened. I don't know about that because, I mean, we've already started, we're, we're actually coming to the end of the, the the golden age of Hollywood generation. I mean, yeah, the last, Debbie, the last Debbie Reynolds, well, I was at Debbie Reynolds, Zsa Gabor, like we've had a yeah, couple they were, of... I, yeah, they were, but that was like, they were, they were definitely part of that era, yes. Right, but I think the true great star of that era is still is still alive. One of the true great stars of that era is still alive. That's Kirk Douglas. Sure. Well, like, I'm waiting for when he dies. That is the end of the golden age of Hollywood. No, I'm not, I I agree, but like you know, Tracy's t- you're you're referring to people like Gene Wilder and Alan Rickman, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's that's oh, kind of oh, the yeah. next generation, right? I mean, we've already been yeah. seeing like uh you know big ones elizabeth when elizabeth taylor died mm-hmm. you know those are lauren bacall i'm i guess i'm just saying that there's we pay attention to a larger number of celebrities so it's no, going to come I think, up that no she's definitely right it, this for whatever reason it felt like this year every celebrity death was like this oh my god this person died it really just probably because we're millennials like my childhood someone from my childhood died no i think i right? think that's a big, like, a that's big part really of it like. and i'll i'll admit like i didn't get some of the adulation for some of these people so obviously i was these these were folks that well and there were there were some I, other ones like, that we, when we prince didn't... died i was like everyone like this, this outpouring of affection for prince and i was like prince hasn't been relevant for a while <laughs> Like he did the On Super purpose. Bowl. Yeah, he did the Super Bowl a few years ago. That was kind of interesting, but since then, I can't think of a, a a big hit of his since the '80s. And I never really liked Prince. No, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I was, I'm not a big. There was like a week of Prince crap, and I was like, okay. I mean, I was never a big Prince fan, but I have a lot of respect for his ability and his musicality. Oh no, there's no doubt he was talented, right? I'm not saying he wasn't talented. I was just talking about like. The fandom that turned out for that appeared suddenly out of nowhere. It was like, yeah, I understood. Oh, I understood okay. David Bowie a little bit more, mm-hmm. sort of. But even even Bowie, there was never a couple songs of his I like. But yeah, I but like, Bowie, okay, Bowie has so been sad. consistently been has been consistently releasing albums since the seventies. And, oh, and, and, and have come to and, does other and have come too. to great critical reception. Well, Prince too. I mean, yeah, Prince too. I mean, he was he was incredibly prolific. They, they, you hear about the vault that he's got of just unreleased crap. That yeah. we're gonna be once someone gets into that vault, we are gonna Prince is gonna put out more post posthumous records than Tupac. It's well, gonna just no, yeah. I was gonna get... I was gonna say you know we finally gotten the absolute last of Kurt Cobain, so we've got to find someone right. else. Got to find someone. Which you know, we'll someone is gonna make to... a killing on that Prince too. Is probably still alive. I mean, we, it's not fair to compare him to Tupac. Is Tupac is also probably still alive, but uh... <laughs> 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 never never fails to surprise me. It's something yeah. ridiculous. I mean, it's been a while since du- dude has has delved into the conspiracy theories. So yeah, it's true. We're waiting on it. Where's your hat? Dude, oh, where's yeah. your tinfoil hat? I'm, I'm it's somewhere. Indoors. I know you. I know you still have it. I'm, I'm in. I'm in a. I'm in a Wi-Fi secured bunker. They can't. They can't get. <laughs> <laughs> um. What about TV, guys? Um. I. Well, I need you. Watch. Made me watch TV this year. Tra- is this I did. Is Tracy's fault because I don't give a crap about television unless it's like Game of Thrones. Or South Park, and I didn't like the Game of Thrones season that that much this year. 
That's because Ramsey South Park died. Is, yeah, I know. No one, no oh, one. Oh look, he's no, tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> not as bad as Kung Fu Panda. Not as bad. But I was, I was sad. I had, I had sad Panda when he went out. And Stranger she, Things, you like? Stranger Things, I did like. Westworld, I didn't. Westworld, I'm still kind of mad that Tracy made me watch that because, I like, I'm watching the first two episodes. Like, I don't know if I can do this, and I had to take a break. And I watched the next two episodes. I was like, I really can't do this. And then I had to take another break. I will say five through nine were interesting enough that I sat down and was like, okay, let's see what happens. But man, Did you watch the last one finally? Because we recorded it episode nine and then the episode 10. Was- yeah, I did. And I was right. I'm, I was right. That's what made me mad. I was like, we're going towards a disaster. That's how this season's going to end. A it's not a- and you and like, people got shot. <laughs> people I don't, sh- but it's not like the dinosaurs took over and ate everyone. No, this was just different. a few the members of the board got you know. shot a bunch of people. Like that's eh. a that's officially a disaster. <laughs> I was like, what? The, I mean, was like, and you and Dara were like, did, did no, the pirates eat really the tourists? don't know that. They basically no. did. Like the, she, the, the robots revolted, going postal on everybody, no, and then like the got the zombie part of robots, and I'm like, oh, because we didn't see this coming. Right, but it was super. But the other difference is that it's super clear that the guy who designed the park wanted this to happen, as opposed to, oops, the dinosaurs got out. Like this is a very different situation. Oh wow, what a huge distinction! Remember, I I think it is. It was a disaster. I said we know we're heading towards looming disaster. Whether whether it was designed or accidental. I told you that was going to happen. I was like, oh, finally. So Thank lest God. we redo the whole Westworld podcast today. <laughs> no, because most probably... of the Westworld podcast is like AI and brains. Thanks, yeah. brains. <laughs> way, way out of our depth. It's like, I'm sure they people love to listen to Therefore I Geek for our in-depth knowledge of AI and neuroscience. Oh, come on. It was fun. Yes, it was fun to try and pretend to sound smart. <laughs> Daredevil and Luke Cage? I mean, I didn't... I, 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 Eight minutes of Luke Cage, so I don't know. I enjoyed both of them. I think Daredevil was better than Luke Cage, but I enjoyed both Me of too. them. Me too. Yeah, I was slightly oh. disappointed because I really wanted Luke Cage to like blow it out of the water, and I, I would, I would still say it's good, but my ex- expectations had to come down a little bit. So I will say that South Park a bit of a letdown this year. Well, they've been. You know what? I just really hang South on a second. You were really talking. You were talking about them having a seminal season like a couple of months ago, and now you're saying it's a letdown. Yeah, no. They, they, a couple of months ago, the show wasn't over. It, I think something happened right after Trump won the election. They had to change course, and I don't think they changed. They didn't expect it to happen. I don't think anyone expected it to happen. So it feels like they that they fell apart towards the end. Last season's episode. Last season's. I thought was still fantastic. This one was like, it started out really strong and then it was like, it starts to peter out and then it ends with the whimper. And I was like, well, you know, like they've been on for 20 years. They're allowed to have a down season every couple seasons. And this was one of what I don't like is now before they would do like eight, 16, 18 episodes a year, they would do a bunch in March and then a bunch in October. And now they're just doing like nine. Really? That's it. Yeah. It was, wow. it was just nine. I was like, or 10. And I was like, I don't like that. You need, we need, you guys can do this in a week. We need more South Park. Yeah, I mean, part of it may just have to be them. It may have to be them, them doing other other projects. That's probably what it is. But and it's it's an old show. I didn't realize how old it is. Yeah, I feel like it just. It's like a baby, but it, no, it's been around for 20 years. I guess it's a baby compared to The Simpsons, but... I mean, it, it, it came it. out when we were in, what, fifth grade? Yeah, it was yeah. 1997. I remember my cousin getting in trouble. He was my same age. My cousin 13, getting in trouble 12 or for 13 watching when it. it came out. I mean, keep in mind, The Simpsons are on season 28 or 30. Yeah. Something like so that. So it's not that much... The Simpsons are not that much older. Yeah, but I, I always think of The Simpsons as the long-running show and South Park being, like, the new one. Oh, well, yeah, no, that, that part... It's both just weird. Now, both of them right. are now. Old. It's crazy. I guess we're old too. I don't really want to think about that. Um, yeah, think more about your weight. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Jesus! <laughs> the dude, you had a couple other things you want to talk really? about for 2016. Zing! <laughs> um. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I. Oh God! I just got Total War Warhammer. And hold on, let me. So this came out in early March, and I didn't have a computer that I could play it on, but I rebuilt my computer. And now I can play it. And I got it a couple days ago, last week. I got it last weekend for myself. And and the girl gave me such crap because Steam was having a sale. I got $100 worth, uh, $300 worth of games. $300 worth of computing games for 100 bucks. Okay? 66% sale. You do not pass that up. And she was like, oh, I wish I could spend $100 on video games. Well, you can if you had a Steam account and you got it on sale. <laughs> you could do that. 
I mean, and I was like, I mean, no, she, guilty. she can. She's only gonna get like a game and a half, though. Right. So like, I I got it, and I have put. So remember, I was like playing a bunch of Steel Ocean for weeks on end. Yep. Uh, it's now Warhammer. I've got ninety hours on the game. Holy since fuck! <laughs> yeah. Since when? Since last weekend. There's only like 160-something hours in a week. <laughs> yeah, I got 90. 90 hours. This is uh, what happens when dude is on break at work, guys. Yeah, this is what... Uh, well, it's also like the holiday. So just to compare it to Steel Ocean that I've had for a while, I have 131... I love that Steam tells you how much you've played the game, so you know how little of a life you yeah. have. I'm getting, now, I'm getting close to 400 it. hours on Empire Total War. <laughs> what I, I, I've had to install it and reinstall it, so I don't know if the, if it's kept the number. It, no, uh, I actually it have, usually does. I have 245 hours on that one. Uh, but good God, now that I think about it, we were talking about why I don't read. <laughs> you know, if I put 90 hours into reading, I'd you'd probably get, finish a few books. If you put 90 hours worth of reading, you'd get through one book. Yeah, I probably won't remember what the fuck was in it. Tracy would sit there. <laughs> So, do you remember when this character met the other person, and they were like, "Nope, I don't, I don't." Uh, that obviously that was really important because that changes my entire perspective of the book. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah, so games. Yeah, games this year. That was the Warhammer Total War. Good God, that took over my life. I'm embarrassed now. Someone take over. Oh. I mean, well, I kicked, I it, over, about, I kicked I... it over to you for a minute because you said you had a bunch of other things you wanted to talk about. Oh well, I mean, if that the, the other thing I want to talk about is, in my opinion. We talked about free speech on this podcast a couple times. I really do think it made a comeback this year. Uh, if you start from like late 2014, early 2015, it took a huge beating with everything from Charlie Hebdo to the uh, campus craziness to the Mary Sue craziness, just the, the weirdness of speech policing and the, the, the change in discourse that we go from what used to be a John Stuart Mill type of discourse where it's like, yeah, you know what? Say what you want. You're allowed to be kooky. And now that I know you think dumb things to this, no, you can't say this because when you speak things, it affects the ether of people's minds and makes them sad bears or crap like that. And this year, for better or worse, was a huge comeback for for speech. The better was things like the University of Chicago, Ohio State, Wesleyan College. Uh, one, I'm trying to think of another big, another another big one, putting out very strong statements in support of free expression, saying our college is a space where people will argue about ideas and we will not police it, and we will also be in accordance with the First Amendment, i.e., the law. And then there was some bad things like wackadoodle alt-right people posting all sorts of really kind of off-color things, to put it mildly, and then saying free speech. And it was like, yeah, you're still kind of a dick. This doesn't, this doesn't help. But, but for the most part, on the aggregate, I think this was a good year for speech. The, 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 the wagons got circled. People closed the line, closed the gaps, put the shields together, especially with the absence of one of the most articulate uh, free speech proponents, Christopher Hitchens being dead now five years. You know, every time one of these events come up, I go, oh, what would Hitch say about this? Because he really was the most public and clear, uh, clear minded and clear communicating people on this topic. And now people have finally, you know, closed ranks on this one. That was the phrase I was looking for. So I think that was kind of something I took away is that the free free, free speech kind of had a big comeback in, in the popular discourse. And also Frank yeah, well, Cho consistently giving the middle finger to the Mary Sue over the course of the year. I, I loved that. That was just great. It was just every time. He's like, you don't like buttholes? Here, I want a big draw one. <laughs> I'm going to say it's yours. <laughs> I, like, um, I started following about... Frank Cho on Instagram, and mm -hmm. it's really interesting, like, all of the other stuff he puts up, and it's like, you guys are, like, freaking out about one or two things he's done. Go look, sure. at, go look at the breadth of his work, and it's actually very good. No, he's a, he's we we lose the yeah. fact that he's, like, a super talented artist. I, right. I love his economy of drawing. It's so efficient. I kind of wanted to bring back up the fact that C2E2 tried to ban a weapons replica booth, then decided to allow it, then yeah. changed their minds again the day of. So this isn't exactly free speech. This is more along the lines of Second Amendment, I guess. It sort of toes the line between the two of them. I just thought that that was a funny that blip was. on the news radar of geeks everywhere. There was really that, and then there was... Weapons. Was it Baltimore Guys. tried to ban fake weapons all weapons yeah all, all weapons yeah all weapons and just watched how fast that turned uh, that was that was literally 
under 24 hours. Yeah, because we decided to talk about it on the podcast. And by the time we talked about it on the podcast, later that day, they had changed it. And we had to go find the other, the original announcement that was hilarious. Also, we could talk about how when we, you and I went to Phoenix, how we already had our passes. But I think the Friday pass people had to wait outside in the Phoenix heat for like Ooh, four hours. Yeah. yeah so, like yeah, Phoenix, there was a, a computer crash. So you had to go. They didn't mail out passes. You had to go physically pick them up. And there was some kind of computer crash. And it just took them a long time to basically attempt to get the computers back, realize that wasn't going to happen, and then divert the line inside. So people were outside for four four hours in the middle of a Phoenix heat wave. So it was yep, about a hundred. It, it was about one hundred and sixteen out, like in the shade. And and there was very there's very little shade around that particular convention center. Yeah, it was. And there's a couple patches, but not right. And not, and not man, there. they were there were a ton of irate people. The one thing I will say is at least like the the guy running the show came out and legitimately apologized for it yeah you know the one the one thing that has consistently pissed me off about new york comic-con is every time they fuck something up lance festerman comes out and basically gives the, the biggest non-apology ever mm-hmm. like every time you know like this year was this year they set up the computer they uh the ticket purchasing process differently but you know in, in years past they have basically been like you know when the when when their servers crash, they're like, well, we put it on Twitter, so it was fine. It's like, well, no, yeah. it's not fine. It's fuck- A, it's fucking Twitter, and B, this is the third year in a third goddamn year in a row you guys have had this problem. You should have figured out how much fucking traffic is coming to your site and accounted for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and th- it's very actually, alienating to fans. Yeah, it's, this, it's quite frustrating. This guy actually came out and said, hey, we fucked up, and we apologize for it, and we should have done better. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that, was, that was some, you know, I mean, like, Phoenix in June is always, like, hot but it's usually like barely triple digits. Mm-hmm. That was a particularly brutal weekend where Donnell, yeah. Donnell had a rough time with the heat. Yeah, she was not used to, it's funny, she's not used to, to weather extremes at all, and, and she didn't, yeah, she couldn't, was, I don't think she hydrated properly. Oh, or no, no. Just knew for, how to, for, like, for mentally. A, I know for a fact she didn't, she was not anywhere near hydrated enough. And then, like, I think, me, I love the heat, so I'm fine with it. And then yeah. the rest of you guys just... We all grew up there. Up. Yeah, so yeah, it was fine. We knew like, what we so were we doing. Were, I mean, also speaking of Phoenix Con, it was fun for me to almost take over the, that that <laughs> Orwell fan, which hopefully we will get our own one day because yeah. we we will do a good job. Those those poor guys. I know their hearts were in the right place, but man, they made an attempt. They really did, but these just. When you, you do have to public, be prepared. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm public stuff like that. As much as I enjoyed the tea panel with Donnell, I'm now disappointed I didn't go to the Orwell panel with you. Yeah. Yeah, I and I'm also would've... disappointed in my friends who did go with you who didn't take pictures. No, your buddy, <laughs> it was just your buddy Espy, I think, came with me. Yeah, but he had a camera and didn't take pictures. He didn't take pictures, yeah. He should have recorded it. It was yeah. like, oh my god, I just took that, I basically took that thing over and, and just said, everything these guys are saying is not the point. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the real point. Uh, and then, I mean, to some, some people probably, uh, those guys probably hated my guts. They were like, to hell with this guy. Well, I mean, it's not hard to do that. No, there's no obviously not. I've been kicked off the radio multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> the hell with you. That was that was my story for 2016. Everyone going, hey, you know, this, this this guy, screw this guy. How, I mean, have, we been, how have we been friends for for getting close to 15 years now? I don't know how I have friends. Because one of you rage quits every few months just for <laughs> a month or two to take a break. It's also true. <laughs> One of these days so we, this... we've got to, we've got to talk about the the time that like I rage quit while we were playing a game, and from then on you made you made us play while while running Skype in another another window so you could watch me rage quit. Well, I mean, really, the reason why I put you on Skype is so we could communicate because I'm an idiot and I didn't know or even think to check out like Teamspeak or Discord that we right. could do that. And I was instead I was like, just put Skype on your laptop, and I was like, I because I'm I'm just not a real gamer in that right. respect. I'm kind of the absent-minded gamer. I read some really I did read some really cool books this this year, although I don't think any of them came out this year. Um, I read World War Z for the first time. That was really good. A little outside of my normal. But yeah, quite good. good. I have not watched how he just does not like social media in that book. It just it is conspicuously oh, yeah. absence. You you, you yeah. he mentions internet forums, but I was like the one thing because it comes the out Japanese in two thousand six. The Japanese guy has a forum, right? But it yeah. barely touched up. But it's always thing I noticed is like I don't because that's why I don't think zombie apocalypse would last very long in today's society. Because the second hashtag shoot him in the head starts to trend, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. over. <laughs> Um, really good book. I actually ended up reading it in an afternoon because 
I don't know. Andrew, do you remember when I missed my train? It was a situation where I was trying to go back down south uh, from D.C., missed the earlier train because there was a mix-up with the pet issue. Oh, God, yes, I remember that. And I ended up sitting in a park across from Union Station for seven hours because I was new to the city and didn't really know how to get home. So, And I, I, I guess I didn't fully understand how long that was going to be. Anyway, I read the whole book. It was really good. Definitely worth it. Max Brooks is a really cool guy in person as well. I've heard him speak. Um, he actually goes to a lot of international relations conference. I can't say a lot. A few international relations conferences and speaks on um, sort of cataclysmic events and our response times to those things like that, which is really interesting for a fiction writer. I also read and the son of Mel Brooks and the I'd son of Mel Brooks. I'm curious what he has to say about that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it, I, I'll see if I can find any of the lectures online. I'm not sure if they're available, but if they are, I'll definitely throw those I in would, the show I'd notes like to and send them to you. Uh, I read Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell after I started it on Netflix and realized that it was a six-episode miniseries made by I think the BBC. I know it was British. I'm not sure if it was BBC. And then I realized it was based. I read. I watched two episodes or an episode and a half. Realized it was based on this book. Bought the book. Read the book. Loved it. And then went this back is, and finished the series. This is, this is Tracy, everyone. She's like, oh, it's a book. Let me stop watching the show and read the book. Whereas like 90% of the planet goes, you mean it, if they picked up the book, like, you mean to tell me it's a TV show without <laughs> subtitles? What do I need this book for? <laughs> Well, you That's know, Game of Thrones, is, right there. Yeah, that was exactly um, what happened. You want me to read eighteen hundred pages? Well, fuck that! I'm gonna watch ten hours. Of, I'm gonna watch twenty hours of movie or a television get show. Tits. Yeah, I'm gonna well, get dick and tits. The first two seasons were actually really close to the books. After that, it goes off the rails. Yeah, but there's Unmin- also tits and dicks in it. They're in the book too. Use your imagination. You can't read. You can't read tits. <laughs> Unless it's braille. <laughs> Um, unmentionable big bumps on the page. Well, those must be the boobies. <laughs> wow. I need to send you to Belgium sometime. They make them out of chocolate. It's very interesting. I've got like a cream center. Have you You're seen these? Books or boobs? <laughs> what are we talking boobs. about? Totally boobs. Belgian women okay. have chocolate boobs. An interesting idea, but not exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I also, I read unmentionable, which is not technically nonfiction, but written in a very easy to read style. And it was about this sort of crap that Victorian wealthy women, she doesn't really delve into, you know, the average peasant woman, but things that Victorian women had to put up with, including not washing their hair. And then Fingersmith, which was about a, it's sort of a fantastical representation of uh, early 1800s Victorian England, but it's a, uh, about a lesbian couple and their, the way they get together and that kind of thing. The worst book that I read in 2016 was Wicked. I finally, I, I love the show, the Broadway show, and I was super excited to read the book. Happened to find it, I think, in a thrift store, bought it for two or three bucks, and was totally miserably disappointed. It was just, it's so preachy. I'm not entirely certain what the point is, except that basically the main character is a revolutionary, but in the worst way. Like, she doesn't seem to care who died, the collateral damages, as long as she can raise a ruckus and, and bring chaos. So was kind of disappointed in that one. You had some interesting books too, Andrew. Uh, the Tetris Effect, I think you were talking about. Yeah, I did. Tetris Effect, I got it in New York Comic Con. Actually, I got two books there about the history of how Tetris came to the West, which are I've gotten through the one. The other one's a graphic novel I haven't touched yet. But uh, The Tetris Effect is a really fascinating read. I finally got through Tencent Plague, which is very nice, about the, the history of the 1950s comic book scare and, and the lead into that. I've actually done a lot of audio books this year. I actually just finished up a couple of them yesterday while I was doing some housework. Uh, and those are that's kind of been my way of like of getting books that I don't want to sit and read, but I want to mm-hmm. have the content like Star Wars books. Yeah, you know, I don't want to yeah. waste. I don't want to waste two weeks. I say waste, but I want to sit and read a Star Wars book for two weeks. Yeah, you can't really clean the house while you're reading. Right, but I can I can sit and you know, and and it's fairly mindless fiction. So I can put this on and and do stuff and listen to it in the car or on the way to work and stuff. And you know, it takes me a couple of weeks to get through it, but I get through it and it's it's pretty good. Now, I've actually gone through quite a number of audiobooks this year. I mean, including a couple of nonfiction. I went uh, Paris nineteen nineteen, and there was one. I'm drawing a blank on what it's. Oh, the Bully Pulpit, which is uh, ah. how uh, William Howard Taft, Theodore Roosevelt, mm-hmm. and the rise of the modern media. Yeah, very. That sounds very cool. It's it's a fantastic book. Very very interesting. So yeah, no, I, I mean, I've gotten some reading done, but not nearly as much as Tracy. So. What are you guys looking forward to in twenty seventeen? Dude, I'll let media, you. I'll media let, 
I'll let you start. I'll, I'll, I'll take the last one on this one. Just in, oh. in general, what are you looking for? What are you guys looking forward to in 20, 2017? Doesn't have to be media, but what are you guys looking forward to? Oh, South Park, the fractured butthole. That has been pushed back. I got pushed back all this year, and it's the sequel to The Stick of Truth. I am very much waiting for South Park, the fractured butthole. That That's really, that's what I'm waiting on. Other than that, I take it as it comes. I'm looking forward to doing another magic, another year as a magic show. So long as they'll let me, let me be there, I'm going to do it. And then st- staying employed and not homeless. That's always something I look forward to doing. Benefit. Yeah, it was a, yeah, that's 2016 was a good year for you for that one. Yeah. Um, Movie-wise, I have a series. So Underworld was the most recent Underworld movie was supposed to come out actually this year, 2016. And it's been pushed back to January 6th. So I guess that's the next movie I'll probably see in theaters. I want to see Beauty and the Beast, the live action. I'm pretty excited for that. The trailers look really cool. I'm not super thrilled about the way the Beast looks, but I think Disney has a really big window of opportunity to win me over. Not that they care what I think. They just posted Emma Watson singing a song on like Twitter not too long ago. Nice. I'll have to go yeah, look that up. She, I didn't she just, that. She was like, listen to Emma Watson singing something from Beauty and the Fuck what I know what it is, but it's, it's, it's out there. Nice. Guardians 2, I'm, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. I really, really loved it. I've probably seen it at this point eight or nine times. So I'm worried that they're going to mess it up. But I also really like the trailers. I, I, I really hope they do well because I, I really do love the first movie. So I'm kind of hoping that that'll be good. I want to see Dunkirk, which is not as geeky. Yeah, it's that's good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of pumped about that too. Yeah, it looks really cool. I think it's coming out in May, I want to say. Yeah, I'm um, Stephen King has two two books that have been adapted for movies, The Dark Tower and It. It freaked me the hell out the first time. I had never really read adult horror before. Oh my god. I was I'm not terrified of clowns, but I'm very leery of them. That was the other thing that was this year. You just remind me the clown craze of yeah. summer. Wow, oh, I forgot about that. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. How, the... cra- how crazy would that be if that turned out to be viral marketing for the, for it? That was a, that was the theory for a while is that people thought this was all about it, but no, apparently this I got an internet friend of mine. He he checks. He goes, "This goes all the way back to 2008." Just, they've been doing their huh. thing. Okay. Um, Star Wars Episode Eight will be out. And then as far as TV, not Westworld. Westworld will not return until 2018, unfortunately. But uh, The Defenders, I know. But The Defenders, Marvel's sort of conglomerate Netflix series, which will have Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil. Is Punisher going to be in The Defenders, Andrew? Do you know? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's, I don't, because his first series, I don't think comes out until the beginning of 2018. Well, he's also not considered a hero either. Like in, in that, that's true. In the, in, that's at least in the Netflix series, he's not really. No, Punisher's just a man. Punisher just, just fucks some shit up is what he does. Man. He's a vigilante. <laughs> I got to get back at Tracy for making me watch Westworld. That's the other thing I'm looking forward to in 2017. I have, <laughs> sweet, I have sweet vengeance. Sweet vengeance to get Tracy to watch something where she just goes, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe you made me watch this. Yeah, so that's that's basically what Vengeance I'm looking forward to. Yeah, something, oh no. I'm going to make her watch something. <laughs> No, because that, that means you have to watch it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah. The one other thing is, um, so I've been waiting. There's a book that I started talking about, I think, two or three years ago called The Lies of Locke Lamora, and it is one of the very best high fantasy books that, it's not even high fantasy, it's just fantasy. One of the best written, most cohesive, most adherent to its own, the laws, natural laws, the, its own magical system it's it's so smooth flowing the characters are interesting internally consistent thank you the word Um, is rational i think that dude would even like it because the heroes are are nuanced they're not they're not good guys they're definitely gray which is something that dude talks about all the time about how the the good guys are never gray sometimes the bad guys are nowadays but not so much the good guys but anyway so the four it's called the gentleman bastard series and the fourth one we've been waiting Almost as long, well, at least to me it feels, as the more recent George R. R. Martin. It's not true. We've been waiting about three or four years, but they keep pushing back the release date because the author keeps um, not getting it finished. So who knows? We may I not get love, that. I would love to see Tracy like read some of the Warhammer stories because I think she would just make her mad because she would just sit there and go, this is just Tolkien mean. It's <laughs> just really mean Tolkien. Yes. It's just so clearly a ripoff, it, and they're not only they hide it, but it just I would just love to see, just see her make her make her mad. That probably would make me mad. Nice. Ugh. Anyways, so yeah, I'm I'm hoping that the last of the Gentleman Bastard series comes out this year. Yeah. Currently, it says March first, so we'll see. So, yeah, there's a few things I'm looking forward to. Uh, Movie wise, I mean, you know, most of the superhero stuff 
Wonder Woman is probably towards the top of that list. You know, we'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be really good. It could be Suicide Squad bad. God, that movie was so awful. <laughs> God, that was really the worst film of the year. Suicide Squad. Oh. No, that yeah, that is actually my worst film of the year as well. Yeah, I think that's that's an easy that's an easy one. Well, it was between that and Ghostbusters, and I have to say, like Ghostbusters, at least had had potential. And it looked good in places where Suicide Squad just looked looked bad too. <laughs> yeah, it did. No, so there's that. I can't think of any books that are that I'm looking forward to. There are some. There's actually some gaming stuff I'm looking forward to. Uh, I just jumped on a Kickstarter for one. It, basically, it's a, a a science fiction cover of the D and D five fifth edition rules, and there is also a new Star Trek game that's supposed to be coming out in the middle of the year. And Star Trek role, role playing games have been rough in the past, so I'm looking forward to seeing how this one works. Yeah, that's about it for me. I will say they, we we should try and look forward to 2017 because the Therefore I Geek crew is going to try and do panels at Comic Cons. Yes. We're going to try and get in that, and that's mm-hmm. like a thing people should watch out for wherever our fans may be. Yeah, no, that'll be better fun. reach out. Yeah, we've got a couple of we've got we've got one that we've been working on the Orwell panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dudes, research project. Tracy and I are also discussing some 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 topics that we would also like to just talk about. And uh, I've also come up with one for my side project as well. So yeah, yeah I think that's it though. I mean, tw- you know, twenty sixteen, a couple more hours left, say, and yeah, I will say this: everyone talks about like, oh, it was a tough year, a rough year, all that kind of stuff. I do want to put it in perspective before we we close it out: is that every year, despite the plane crashes, the terrorism, the celebrities dying, and Tracy making me watch Westworld. The world does get better, and every year progress has been and been going has been moving forward, and there really has been much in the way of regress. So even though there's like all these bad things, you don't hear about all the planes that did land. You don't hear about the people who didn't die in floods. You don't hear about all the people who didn't die in earthquakes. When earthquakes happen, you should always be someone, a large number of people get killed. Now it's, you know, relatively small considering if the earthquake happens in a poor country or not. So, you know, fewer, fewer people die very flood. I mean, if you just look at the... Think of it this way, one little factoid about human poverty, and I, I want to leave this on a positive note. In 1981... I'm quoting from human progress, uh, humanprogress.org. It's a, it's a website that just charts how things have been going for the planet. In 1981, the year Ronald Reagan became America's 40th president, 44.3% of the world lived in extreme poverty. This is to say less than $1.90 per day. Last year, it was 9.6%. That's a decline of 78%. Wow. In East Asia, a region of the world that includes China, 80.6% of people lived in extreme poverty. Today, 4.1% do, a 95% reduction. In sub-Saharan Africa, a relatively underperforming region, the share of population living less on less than $1.9 per day dropped by 38%. So folks, for all the bad stuff you hear, just think every day the world is getting safer, richer, more prosperous, yeah. more gadgets. So it's it's things are always getting better. Just Keep that one in mind. Absolutely. Yep. All right, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to thereforegeek.com. Check out our blog posts on our podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. So once again, I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. And I'm Dude watching Ronda Rousey get fucked up again. We'll play that one back. Boom. And you've been listening to Happy New Year. Boom. Boom. (laughs) 